Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Televised Podcast. My name is Anna, and today we're going to be talking about everything Crisis Episode 1. I, I was, I'm so excited to, you know, be talking about these episodes because uh, honestly, like, I cannot stress enough just how crazy this crossover is, like, how important it is, not just obviously to the DC universe being Crisis on Infinite Earths, you know, being like the big story that you tell, but in terms of like television, like, <laughs> this is gonna sound like really cheesy, but like, this has literally never been done before. Like, Ever. This is like the biggest, most ambitious thing probably to ever happen in narrative television on cable TV. Like, it's just insanity. Like, truly. And I, I, I don't know, not to like lecture anybody, but I just, I don't know. I hope you think about that uh, while you're watching that this is such a huge feat uh, that they have done because, uh, like I said, there's never in the history of television been a more ambitious crossover you know, just event, especially in terms of cable television. Like, this is the CW. Like, it's it's a local, you know, every every city has their own local CW channel. So it's, it's it, you know, it's, it's a part of that broadcast kind of network situation. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just a huge deal because I know that for me, as someone who's, like, studying TV uh, in college, I know that this crossover is probably going to end up in our books, like, in our TV history books as something that was crazy that people did. And I'm really excited about it. So I hope you guys are enjoying the crossover as much as I am. I really enjoyed episode one. I'm recording this on Monday, um, so I have yet to see episode two, just so you know where I'm at here. So I, because I kind of just wanted to have a a fresh mind still about episode one before I dove into episode two tonight. And that's how I'm going to be recording the other, um, that's how I'm going to be recording for tonight's episode. Tomorrow, I'm going to try and do it before I watch Tuesday night's episode. And then Tuesday night, obviously, I'm going to watch the episode. And I will have episodes up Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So you will be listening to this on Thursday. Hello, everyone in the future. <laughs> um, also, really quick, I promised, because I caught up on Batwoman, I promised that I would uh, at least mention some some stuff about Batwoman. I really enjoyed the kind of the Sophie backstory episode. Um, she's definitely less frustrating. Um, it, it humanized her a bit more because... I mean, I never really had, like, a huge problem with her character because I understand the internalized homophobia that someone faces and the, uh, the comp, uh, the compulsory heterosexuality that's, that people face, um, especially when confronted with hatred of, you know, their own sexuality and the way that they are. So I, I understand, I understand where she's coming from, but I think this episode definitely served to humanize everything about her um and also in the last episode in the mid-season finale alice spoilers alice killed mary's mom i was like what what 
but also she kind of deserved it like low key she kind of deserved it um and i know that there's kind of this debate now happening where it's like can alice be redeemed you know should she be redeemed can kate ever forgive her all of this stuff obviously kate is kind of juggling with it in crisis which we see um and even caroline drees dries caroline drees uh she was on the aftermath show with kevin smith last night and she said that Alice is irredeemable. And I'm like, no, she's my baby. Don't say that about her. Like, I understand. Obviously, she is messed up. Like, Alice genuinely needs help. But I so badly want her to to have this arc of redemption and then become kind of an anti-hero. I would love that. I would love it so much, especially because I just obviously want to see Rachel Scarston play Alice for as long as she possibly can, as long as she wants to, as long as the show will have her. I want to see her on Batwoman. Um, so, but that was really shocking to me. I, I actually ran a poll on my Twitter that was like, uh, is Alice redeemable? And it was literally a 50-50 split when it ended. I'm like, oh my god, guys. So you let me know, uh, before we get into all this crisis talk, let me know, do you think Alice is redeemable? I think yes. <laughs> but maybe I'm alone in that opinion. I think that she is redeemable. Um, so hopefully they can work that out. And I was very upset about, obviously, what happened to Mary's character throughout the episode. Um, and then Kate as well. She, you know, right now in crisis, she's kind of dealing with losing her sister because she, this whole time, has believed that Alice, or excuse me, that Beth was still inside of Alice. But now she's like, Beth is dead and I need to get her. I need to get Alice because she's a danger to society. And so it's really interesting that both her and Kara are going into crisis having lost somebody. Kara just lost her mom, and then Kate just lost her sister. And so I, I don't know, I, and her stepmother. Um, so it's definitely interesting. Uh, to I'm, I'm curious to see how Kate kind of continues to deal with her anger um, going into the crisis and then obviously into the second half of her season of her show. So that was my quick Batwoman love the show. The episodes continue to just blow me away. Everything with Sophie and her husband made me very upset. <laughs> um, oh, and Kate opening a gay bar across the street from the homophobic restaurant is literally everything I've ever wanted from a superhero show. She's literally lesbian Oliver Queen, and that's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> um, so anyway, let's get into the crisis. So the thing is that I'm not I don't want to talk about every single tiny little moment, so I'm just going to focus on the big scenes, the big standout moments, um, and hopefully kind of dive deep into them and break them down a bit for for all of you and, and for myself as well, so let's get into it. So it starts out with this kind of uh, creation story, so to say, of the multiverse, narrated by the monitor, um, and... Then we get a montage of people dying. Uh, we get Burt Ward, who was the original Robin in um, Adam West's Batman. Uh, we get someone else. Like, oh god, his name is slipping my mind. He was from Earth 89, so he was from Batman 89, but I, I can't remember what his name is. I'm so sorry. Anyway, um, and then we saw, well, we saw the Ray, 
uh, who two crossovers ago, an entire crisis ago, because that was Crisis on Earth X, um, we had the Ray, and he was a gay superhero from the Nazi uh, Earth, basically. And so we saw him unfortunately die, um, but I, I hope that he comes back because that'd be really cool. Uh, I, I, I definitely really liked his character. I really enjoyed him, especially because they made that animated series um, called like Ray and the Freedom Fighters or something like that. And I, I enjoyed that as well. So hopefully we see him come back because I have a feeling that anybody in crisis that is quote-unquote dead is not staying dead so or maybe we'll see like a different version of the ray like a different earth's version of the ray we'll see but i i was definitely sad to see him go because again another gay character dead um but i i really uh, oh no that also means that leo snart is gone too <sighs> that's very upsetting him and his boyfriend are both dead i'm really upset anyway so then we saw the titans we saw Robin and the Hawk, which was so cool, so amazing. I was like, I knew, I knew that they were going to include the Titans, but I just didn't know how. Just a very quick cameo. I figured that a lot of these, like, special mentions that people were like, oh my god, everybody's going to be in crisis. We're just going to be, like, cameos. So that was really cool, though, to see the Titans, to know that they're a part of, um, you know, the Arrowverse and a part of this shared DC universe. Um, and Mark Guggenheim confirms that literally every other DC property is also a part of the Arrowverse, basically. So that was pretty cool. Um, and, but also I think, <laughs> I think that the Titans Earth getting dusted is punishment for what they did to Donna. No spoilers, but if you haven't seen the last episode of Titans... It was very upsetting. <laughs> so then we kind of, then we cut to Supergirl and earthquakes are happening in National City. They are crazy. They're rocking everywhere. And Brainy's like, yeah, it's not isolated either. Like it's literally happening all over the world. Like the earth is literally just vibrating. And so, um, basically they realize that, that this antimatter wave is coming for them. And they have basically 24 hours to save Earth-38 or, like, to basically evacuate Earth-38 before it gets dusted. Um, and they notice while they're looking at this antimatter wave, they're like, oh, would you look at that? Argo is, like, right in the way of this antimatter wave. <sighs> so, unfortunately... Argo, they can't, like, they can't save Argo in time. Kara tries her hardest. She uh, phones in to Argo as a little hologram, and she's like, guys, you have to leave right now. You have to leave Argo right this minute. And uh, Lois, it was very, it was so cute. She's like, oh my god, it's Kara, and she's got pants. <gasps> oh my god. But Kara's like, there's no time for pleasantries. There's a crisis and you guys are gonna die again. <laughs> so Clark, Lois, Baby John, who was so adorable, and I gotta say, like, I wasn't super, I haven't, so far, I haven't been super sold on this idea of the Superman and Lois Lane show, because, I don't know, I'm, I'm like, well, what, what the hell is it gonna be, a family drama? Like, and I think that's what it is. I think that's what it's gonna be, because he's, 
or you know them raising a superpowered baby basically and obviously Clark still being Superman because he mentioned I'll talk about it later in the episode where he's like I can't just give up the cape and um but I I definitely was like seeing them together on Argo Lois and Clark with their cute 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 little baby John I just was I was so sold I'm like yeah I'd watch a show for them I absolutely would watch a show for them so anyway so all of them and Alora are all on Argo and Alora Cal Lois they put baby John in a pod because of course it worked out so well for them the last two times that they sent babies in pods it went so well it just flawlessly and so <laughs> and there's never enough or and they're and they're always just baby sized why can't they have like bigger pods like where are all the pods so anyway so they sent him to earth and they all make the ultimate sacrifice basically they're like you know what we're just gonna die like as long as baby john lives you know auntie Kara is on earth like she'll take care of him and they kind of, I mean, really, it's like, that's Alora's second time entrusting a baby to Kara, uh, sending it out in a pod, like, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> um, but we later find out, actually, that Harbinger, uh, who is Lila, Lila from Arrow, she didn't let Lois and Clark make that sacrifice. She showed up at the very last minute and pulled them away. And I have a question. Did she just leave Alora to die or did Alora say, no, go, I need to make this sacrifice because I didn't actually do it the first time in order to repent for my sins of killing Krypton, basically. Um, and I feel like that works way better than Harbinger just being like, peace out, Alora, good luck. <laughs> so hopefully, I don't know, in my mind, that's what it was. Like, Alora making the ultimate sacrifice to uh, kind of repent for her sins, because she actually didn't get to the first time. She survived, and so now she's like, you know what? It's my time. Like, it's time that I paid for what I did. So I don't know. It's interesting. Hopefully, that's what happened. They never explained it, but that's what I want to believe happened. Um, and so then Kara, Kara has to watch Alora die again. And actually, at the time when she's watching it, she believes that Clark, Lois, and Alora are all dying. So she's watching again her whole family be killed and her whole world be killed and on the after show they they showed like a um a stupid little in memoriam video and <laughs> they said that there were like four billion people on argo like what like Kara, she lost her whole entire race and culture again uh it's too much it's a lot um but there's a sweet moment between alex and Kara where Alex, she, she looks at Kara and she puts her hand on her shoulder and, and she looks so sorry. She looks like she understands so much because Kara, like, she knows that Kara has to put these feelings aside and just be Supergirl. Like, she has to, like, Supergirl can't break, she can't bend, she can't cry, she can't mourn, she can't do anything. She's the girl of steel. And Supergirl doesn't get to show emotions, and so Alex looks at her and basically kind of is like, 
I'm sorry that you have to do this, but you know what you have to do. And and Kara just does this little nod, and, and I feel like it was both for Alex and for her. Like, she's kind of nodding to herself, like, yep, okay, it's time to be Supergirl. And, and Alex is like, you know, kind of her questioning look, then Kara's like, yep, I, I know it's it's time to be Supergirl like that's just what has to happen and it, it's just so it's so sad and it's so upsetting but it was you know such a great moment between the two of them especially after how like they were kind of fighting last episode so we saw them kind of come back together and that understanding you know sh- it showed through and I, I really appreciated that um, so finally they do like this roundup and then finally everybody gets to the DEO. Everyone's on Earth 38. It's my biggest dream that I've ever had. I've always wanted everyone to come to Earth 38. I was sick of just Kara going over to Earth 1. I uh I love it. <laughs> so it was so cool and uh so <laughs> so Kate comes in or Batwoman. She hasn't formally introduced herself as Kate yet. So she comes in as Batwoman and she's like I was so close. That rabbit was about to talk. <laughs> and Brainy leans over to like Alex or Jean, I can't remember who it was, and he's like, this one speaks to rabbits. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm like, see, this is the exactly why I love crossover season, because you get stuff like that where you get these like stupid, funny little moments of characters that would never interact and you just get to ha- you get to see them like have fun together like in that way and then there's clever little lines that they write like this one speaks to rabbits was so funny it was so funny and and it was cool to see Kate kind of become a part of the team because you know she's never really done one of these before i mean she helped them in elseworlds but it wasn't like this big like and she hasn't met half of these people so she's like she punches harbinger she's like f you lady and uh Alex looks super impressed. Kara's like, hey, I trust everybody in here with my life, and I trust you with my life as well, so you can trust them. And But it was so great. And so then they kind of meet in this DEO room. Harbinger breaks everything down, how it's like the Earth is ending and all this kind of stuff. And so it's time to split up, gang. So we've got Fred, Daphne, and Velma. <laughs> we've got Brainy, Lois, and Sarah. They, <laughs> they all go to find baby Jean because excuse me baby john not baby john baby john um they go to find baby john because surprise surprise his pod got knocked off course of course it did because it's a pod like guys let's let's learn from our mistakes (laughs) so his pod got knocked off course and he's on this other earth basically from legends of tomorrow season one if you remember sarah and the team they went to i can't remember what the number was but it's it's this other earth and old oliver queen is there so he's old and gray and he's all alone and he's kind of senile and he's he's kind of crazy and so sarah's like oh shit we've been there before like let's go so they go uh to this earth and um they do find baby john is very cute so Carr and Clark have a heart-to-heart out on the DEO balcony. Clark basically says that he was foolish to think that he could ever have it all. He thought, he thinks that he's foolish for 
wanting to be able to give up the cape and just to raise his son and to just be married to Lois and to just be a husband and a father and, and, you know, a good man. And he's like, you know, I was foolish and I, I deserve this. I deserve what's going on because of my foolishness and my selfishness. Um, and so Kara tells him to continue to have hope and that Krypton is not a place, but it's, it's a feeling and it's, it's a spirit. Um, and I personally see so many like Clovis and Supercourt parallels here. And, and I'm not even trying to reach like, cause literally Clark is here saying that he's like, I thought I could have it all, but I can't. And now I deserve to be punished. Kara's literally been telling us that all season about her, like about how she's feeling with Lena. She's like, you know what? I thought that I could be Supergirl and I could be your best friend, Kara Danvers, but I was selfish to think that. And now here we are. I've hurt you. And that's basically what Clark is feeling. Like, he's like, I thought that I could give up the cape. And now here we are. My wife is off chasing our son and your mom is dead and Argo is dead. And it is all my fault. And and I just see, like, such uh, close parallels between the two of them. Like, like Kara's feelings for Lena and Clark's feelings towards his family, towards Lois and towards John. And it, 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 it's so, I don't know, I, again, I'm in that place where I'm like, this is either the queer bait of the century or Supercorp Endgame. Like, you know, <laughs> especially, you know, Kara literally says, I, I understand, you know, I feel that way a lot. And I'm like, God, What? this is craziness. It's madness, but it's great. It was a really, really, really sweet, sweet conversation. And it's really cool because uh, apparently the writers, because the people who wrote this first episode were basically like Arrow writers, um, Arrow showrunners. And, uh, but for that scene specifically, um, it was written by a Supergirl staff writer um, who wrote on five Oh one, the uh, the the premiere, the season premiere, the season premiere, and five oh four, which again like kind of featured a lot of Supercorp moments and stuff, uh, which was really cool. So then we see Oliver give Mia her suit. It was really, really, it was, uh, it was such a sweet like dad, you know, like father daughter moment. I. I don't know. It it was so cute. And she's like, please tell me you're going to be wearing this. And he's like, I don't think it would fit me. <laughs> it was just so sweet. And he's like, you know, you need to be the new Green Arrow. But my complaint about her suit is that it doesn't have a hood. Give that girl a hood. Come on. Like, if she wants to pay homage to her dad, give her a hood. So anyway, at this moment, I feel like you can really feel that Oliver knows that his time is running short. Like his, he, he knows that it's, it's the end for him. So he's kind of saying all of his final goodbyes. Like when he says goodbye to Sarah before she leaves with, um, Brainy and Lois, it really just felt like their final goodbye. Actually, when I was watching it, I said, that's probably going to be the last time they talk to each other. And it was, (laughs) And, uh, you know, like this moment with Mia, it really feels like a final kind of passing of the torch on to um, his daughter and really just saying, you know, I love you and and I want you to, to do great things and I want you to be a hero. And, and it was really sad. 
So then we have a scene where Alex goes to get Lena because they know that she's the smartest person on the earth and that she can help in their plan to get people off of Earth-38. So basically what they're going to do is Jean, he's going to be like, hey, alien friends, like every alien, as he points out, every alien on Earth had to come to Earth on a ship. And he's like, I know y'all got your ships, (laughs) so I need to borrow them. (laughs) He's basically like kind of doing an open call for help um, in this in this world, you know, for to the to the aliens of Earth 38. And so Lena is needed because she made that portal in season two to to like, uh, well, she accidentally caused the Daxamite invasion in season two with her big portal. And Alex is like, but what if she can do it again? And on a bigger scale, because we need a bigger portal than the, than just that one this time. And Lena's like, so Alex goes to find Lena, and and Alex, well, Lena's like, what? Did you come here to arrest me? And she, as she's as she is hanging out in like the top floor of a skyscraper, and the earth is like shaking, and she's like, I'm not leaving my skyscraper. She's just that stubborn, like she's just being that stubborn, and so she. Alex apologizes to Lena, and it's so heartfelt. It is so heartwarming. She's basically like, listen, we were all wrong to lie to you. Kara was wrong to lie to you, but it wasn't just Kara, it was us, and we know that we hurt you very, very bad. Um, And so it was just, she begs, but the issue is, where Lena has issue, is that she kind of begs Lena to help at the end of her little speech. And Lena's like, whoa, 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 whoa just because I'm mad at you doesn't mean that I'm not going to save the world because that's what I always do, Alex. And so it kind of makes the problem worse again because she's like, well, if you need to like beg and plead for my help, then you believe that I'm not good. I'm not a good person, even though I am because I'm going to help you save the world. So it definitely, it definitely kind of did harm and good at the same exact time. But it was a really great moment because we deserve to see Alex kind of confront Lena and apologize to her for uh, what the super friends put her through. Um, And so then we see old Oliver and Sarah and she says, you know, you became a husband, a father, a hero. And, And it was such a sweet moment. I kind of wish, though, that that had been a moment between her and real Oliver. Um, Just because, well, I mean, she kind of said it to real Oliver. She's like, man, I never thought I'd see dad Oliver. And, uh, but I don't know. I, because, you know, she said all of that stuff to Oliver, but it wasn't to Ollie, you know? Like, it wasn't to our Oliver. It wasn't to her Oliver. So, but it still was so, so sweet, so heartwarming, so touching. And it really let the audience know, you know, just how deeply Sarah cares for Oliver, um, and how much she doesn't regret what he did because he was the one that invited her onto the gambit and then kickstarted all of this, you know, and, and exactly what she said. She's like, you know what? Without that gambit and without the gambit crashing, without Lian Yu, without everything, I wouldn't be where I am and I wouldn't be the happiest that I've ever been in my whole life, which was so sweet. It was great. Um, and then they've got to face these, like, demon things back in National City, um, and they're attacking this tower that's basically the only thing left that's preventing, uh, Earth-38 from being, like, 
antimattered snapped Thanos out of existence. Um, and so this was so funny though. <laughs> so these demon things are coming to attack the tower and Kara and Clark leave Oliver and Mia who remember are literally arrow shooters. Like they just got their little bow and arrow and that's it. And Kate, who is basically just a throwing star professional. And Ray Palmer, shrinky suit man, to fight these demon things, which is so ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like what? What? <laughs> like, why would they do that? But then later they show up and they're like, you need some help? And there's the Flash, too. So, you know. You know what I really appreciated about this episode? It didn't have a lot of Barry. I was like, whew, I'm safe from Barry Allen. <laughs> He's, I just don't like him that much. That might be a super unpopular opinion. I think it is a super unpopular opinion. But I'm just not Barry Allen's biggest fan. So it was nice that he wasn't the sole focus of the crossover like he always is. So then we go back to the lab where Alex and Lena are frantically frantically trying to figure this shit out and Alex is basically like well what if instead you did this and this I don't know it was sciencey stuff I don't know and Lena's like oh that's really smart and then they implement that but then the ceiling kind of falls in so Alex like jumps onto Lena and Lena's like thanks and Alex is like I've got your back um, and it was a really sweet moment and they're genuinely having a good time like in the lab saving the world uh, they look so happy when it's complete, and Lena just genuinely looks so happy for, like, the first time this season in a long time. But then she literally reminds herself and Alex that they're not friends, and that, you know, that they're not friends, but they can work together, but she's literally like, this does not mean that we're friends, Alex. And again, like, people were pointing out, they're like, yeah, this is literally just Lena trying to convince her own damn self that she's not friends. Because she misses the super friends. But she's just so petty, so, so headstrong, so stubborn in her feelings. And I understand she's still hurt, but she still, like, longs for that friendship that she had with not only just Kara, but Alex, Nia, Brainy, you know, Jean, everybody in the super friends She's not, I don't think she's mad at Kelly because Kelly doesn't know, but well, but should, does she know that Kelly knows that she knows that she knows? Anyway, uh, so then they have a scene where, um, Kara and Clark, so the sky's going red and Kara and Clark are like, oh shit, this tower is like malfunctioning or something. So they're like, okay, we need solar power onto this little, uh, you know, like a, a solar powered, uh, channel thing you know what I mean like the panel the solar panel duh uh, so they need to laser eyes the solar panel to charge up the tower again so that they can successfully get everybody off of earth um so then they do that and they show Clark go down and then Kara holds out for like a minute longer maybe not a minute but you know a significant amount of time longer proving again that Supergirl is cano canonically stronger than Superman and it was great and I loved it and it was so funny because I saw a tweet from uh Camrus who plays uh Luke Fox on Batwoman he was basically like hell yeah Supergirl show him how it's done it was great it was so funny um so while the superheroes are this, the, are fighting all of the Dementors, um, 
Lena, she finished the portal, so her, Alex, Kelly, and Nia are running the ground game. Nia actually becomes the face of this, like, evacuation. They, like, recorded a video somewhere, I guess at CatCo. They recorded a video of her being like, don't worry, get on the ships. Supergirl is saving the day. Don't worry, get on the ships. Like, basically, like, listen to whoever's instructing you. Do not panic. Uh, Stuff like that. And, uh, so they are rounding up three billion people. And I saw a lot of people that were like, uh, what? Well, but you, if you missed the comment that Jean made about asking aliens from all over the world to lend their ships, then you probably wouldn't put this together. But it's implied that not only are they like, so they're using the Legion ship in National City as well as some other ships that they have. And basically it's implied that all over the world, in all kinds of cities all over the world, the same exact process is happening, but with other aliens' ships. And so they create these gigantic portals to get people through. And uh, so then we see Guardian Kelly, well, not not fully, but almost she has the shield and she like saves some people from some falling rocks or something. And Alex like looks over at Kelly with like the proudest look in the world. And it was so sweet. It was so cute. I loved every minute of it. Um, and it was great. (laughs) It was so good. And I really hope that they continue to explore that post-crisis because I think that Kelly deserves to be a part of the super friends and she deserves to like go out and have a cool costume and be guardian and nobody needs to know that she's kelly olsen she doesn't need to make the same mistakes that james did like she doesn't need to tell everyone she doesn't need to work with the hate group the agents of liberty it doesn't need to happen (laughs) um so then the monitor's like oliver y'all are suck y'all suck and this the war is done like the battle is lost basically And he's like, "Uh uh-uh. And so, but the monitor, like, whisks everyone else away. So Kara, Clark, Flash, um, White Canary, uh, Batwoman, Mia, every, just literally every other hero is, like, gone off the Earth, off to somewhere safe, off to Earth 1. But Oliver, he's like, "Uh uh-uh. No, 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 because he asks the monitor, he's like, is the planet fully evacuated? And he's like, no, not yet. And he's like, then it's not time. Like, I, I, I can't sacrifice all these people. I'm going to keep fighting. I don't care. So Oliver and his damn arrows continue to fight these Dementors. He fought, I guess he saved another one billion people in that time that he was alone. And, um... And he actually, he ended up, in order to get his way, because the, the monitor would have just, like, whisked him away, uh, but in order to get his way, <laughs> Oliver kind of, like, tases the monitor, so he just kind of dips. He's like, fine, you want to hurt, you want to kill yourself? Then go ahead. And um, so, but then, then he dies. What? What? I was like, okay, listen, when they brought him in on that, or when they brought him in and put him on that table, I was like, oh, he's going to be fine. Like, he's just going to kind of be weaker. And then maybe that's how he dies. But no, they were like, broski, you're dying. Like, nobody even tried to save him because he was just like that bad. He was pretty, he was pretty bloody and bruised and, and definitely looked really terrible. And so everybody comes and, and, and is around him and, 
He tells Kara and Barry that he sacrificed himself last year during the Elseworlds thing uh, for them, and that he says Barry is the best of them, which was really annoying, because, like, no, he's not. (laughs) And as they're standing there crying, Kara looks pissed. She is pissed at the universe. She's like, first of all, you take my mom away from me. Second of all, you take, you try to take my cousin and his wife and his baby away from me. Third of all, you're going to take Oliver away from me and then tell me that he totally sacrificed himself for me. Like, it's just another element to her survivor's guilt and her trauma. And I think that next episode, because obviously I haven't seen it yet, but you guys have, so you can tell me if I'm wrong. (laughs) I think next episode, Kara's going to snap. She's going to go apeshit on some people especially Lex Luthor. Because the thing is that, like, she's kind of like, you know what? My life would be great if Lex Luthor wasn't out here messing my world up. And I think it'd be really fun if she kind of snapped on him and and was just, like, really pissed at him. Because, I mean, I think that we really should see Kara explore her anger um, in, in this crisis episodes and obviously afterwards. Because, again, like, she's just had so much thrown at her, again, that adds to her survivor's guilt, adds to her trauma, adds to everything, and she just looks so mad, but so upset. And the thing is that I, I think I pointed it out on my, um, on my Twitter where I was like, there's a, there was a huge difference in Melissa's acting between her crying watching Argo be destroyed and her crying watching Oliver die her crying watching Argo be destroyed was like lips quivering like rapid blinking just like a look of shock and disbelief and and just devastation like it just weighed so heavy on her and you can tell and 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 the way that her eyes just like filled with tears whereas with Oliver's death it was like a silent angry cry like Melissa just let one tear slipped down her cheek and it was just brilliant and the same thing actually with Grant he just let this like one tear fall and it was it was beautiful and I think you could kind of tell that they were trying to kind of stay um strong for Oliver because they didn't I don't think they wanted to take you know that moment from him they understand that that was something he needed to do like Mark Guggenheim said to kind of have this ultimate redemption uh because of his errors in the past and so that was it for Oliver like he feels he felt like he deserved it and that they were worth it more than he was and they weren't going to take that away from him on his deathbed you know so I don't know it was it was such a sad moment I genuinely cried watching it um I was very upset that Oliver um passed away I feel like I don't think we'll see him for the next three episodes again I might be wrong I know that you're listening to this after this whole thing has aired, but I don't think that uh, we'll see him again for these next three episodes, but I have a feeling in January we will see him again. Um, And also, Supergirl's ratings, they went up by 200%, and that is just the power of the crossovers. 200%. That means they had like a 2.0 in ratings, which is crazy. That means like two, well over 2 million viewers. Um, 
it's it's insane and one thing that i did notice last night too while i was watching i'm like they paid for or like they had way more expensive commercials on the episode because normally you know it's like cw commercials and then maybe a trailer like from a dc movie and then um mostly like local auto auto commercials you know like some really cheesy ones like local lawyers and stuff like that but this time it was like rise of skywalker trailer like uh birds of prey trailer um uh cats trailer which was a hate crime towards me to have to watch it (laughs) so you can tell that people genuinely realize that this is a big ticket television event like people are gonna put their trailers on this event because people are gonna watch which i thought was really cool um also i also noticed that the team was extremely smart with cgi Um, They never, ever showed a close-up of those, like, Dementor things. We never even got, like, any kind of detail of their face, really, which I thought was really smart. Because, again, when you have, and I've heard it on uh, VFX Artists React Corridor Crew on YouTube all the time, faces are really hard to do in CG. The, The... the further and the more mysterious you can make things, the more realistic it'll look. And I thought the Dementors looked really good. So they were really smart with the use of CGI in this episode. Nothing looked ridiculous. I thought it looked everything looked really good. Also, I just want to say, because people were really mad last night on the timeline. Um, and I, <laughs> th- this story is very, it's extremely similar to Crisis on Earth X and Elseworlds. It has the same format where they just, it really doesn't matter the show title. They're just gonna tell this story as long as they can because they've got five hours to fill of TV time, which I mean, kind of, I think it really amounts to four actual hours, but five separate episodes to fill with this one continuous story. And people are like, well, Kara wasn't in it a lot or whatever. I'm like, that episode was basically about Kara, yes, losing her planet and everything, but it was more so about kind of Oliver giving his final goodbyes and then making the ultimate sacrifice. Next episode, tonight's episode, the one I'm going to watch tonight, is about Kara and Kate and they go off together and then other people break off and do stuff and it's going to be like, it's the name of the episode doesn't really matter. Like, I know people were like, well, what about all of this Supergirl stuff? Like, no, it's all about serving the larger story. Supergirl will get her due time. Like, Robert Rovner said she has a very clear arc for Crisis. He said that last night on the after show. So even if, even if, you know, not much happens between this episode and tonight's episode or whatever, like, there's still, again, three more hours of this crisis left. Like, Kara's gonna get her time. I can assure you that. And yeah, so I don't know. I just wish that everybody could understand that because there was definitely a lot of people that were very upset that they felt Kara got sidelined or whatever. But again, if you were watching, if like, if we were watching, because they film this like a movie, they think about it like a movie, they write it like a movie. If we were watching a movie, this would only have been, like, the first, you know, like, third or not even, like, kind of even, maybe even close to the first third of the movie. Again, not even, because it's really, like, one-fifth of the movie. 
So again, this is like watching the first 20 minutes of a movie and then you've got the rest of the story left to unfold. So we'll just have to see how it goes. But I I definitely really, really enjoy what they're doing with the crossover because again, also when you have a zillion heroes, you cannot tell very detailed stories with each of them. So right now, the focus is obviously on Oliver because he's the one who made the sacrifice, but we will see as it keeps going what actually happens and who gets more time or whatever. Like, I genuinely think that they know what they're doing now, but that's just me. I hope you guys enjoyed this crisis recap episode. I hope you enjoyed some of my thoughts on it. Um, And I really hope that you're enjoying the crossover because, again... As much as we all love to complain about DCTV, the crossovers are meant to be fun. I hope that you're having fun with them. I hope that you had fun with them for these past three episodes. I hope you continue to have fun when they come back in January. Uh, You know, I can't ask for anything more out of, you know, these crossovers is that just that we have fun. We remember that these are like fun television events where we get to see all of these heroes come together. Like this would not have been possible five years ago you know, it it was unheard of. And especially, like, to get Batwoman, Supergirl, Superman, Green Arrow, Flash, like, to get all of those heroes, Martian Manhunter, like, come on, to get all of those people in the same shot alone, let alone the same show, it's craziness. And it's, it's so cool. And And again, I just hope you guys remember, like, the fun moments, because it is fun. You're supposed to have fun seeing you know, seeing Batwoman interact with Brainy and seeing, you know, Alex interact with Sarah again and seeing all of this stuff, like seeing all of these heroes kind of blend together. I really enjoyed Ray and Kate's bickering throughout the whole episode. It was great. Um, So I, again, I just hope you're all having fun. Hope you're all having a good time with it. And um, I hope you guys really enjoyed the crossovers. Um, And I hope you enjoyed this, this recap episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're excited because there's two more that I got coming to you tomorrow and Saturday. And I really, really hope that you enjoy those as well. Um, Since I don't really have a whole lot of, I didn't really want to include a whole lot of theories into this because I'm recording them in real time. Um, and you guys will not be hearing them in real time. So I didn't want to be like, oh, well, I think this is going to happen. And obviously then you'll know if it happens or not. So I didn't want to waste your time like that. But for part three, I'm definitely going to be doing a lot of theorizing because it will, you know, we won't know the ending. (laughs) We'll have to wait until January for that. So part three, look forward to a bunch of of crisis uh, theories coming out. But until then, hope you guys enjoyed. I hope that uh, you have a good week, a good rest of your week, a good weekend, all of that stuff. Um, And I, I also, you know like, subscribe, rate on iTunes, you know, do all the things that, uh, whatever, do all, do all the things. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye.